Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Donation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Mainly clear this morning. Temperatures are in the upper 20s to lower 30s. It's not going to be a cold day. We'll climb to about 50 degrees, and even your Friday night's going to be mild in the upper 40s. Do expect, though, clouds on the increase and some rain developing between 5 and 7 p.m. Rain will end just after midnight, but could get a lot, so flood watches up for portions of our area. Falling temperatures and turning much colder this weekend. I'm 7 News Chief. Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We are at 35 degrees now in our nation's capital, having dropped a few at 1259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Friday morning, January 12th. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up in the 1 a.m. hour, breaking this morning, a Navy helicopter on a training mission crashing into the water in San Diego Bay. The U.S. and several allies have launched retaliatory strikes against multiple Houthi targets in Yemen. Could a local handgun licensing law be coming back? We'll tell you all you need to know about the legal effort. He was on Maryland's State Board of Elections. Now he's resigned after being arrested on charges tied to January 6th. I'm Kate Ryan. Could the Alexandria Arena deal be tied to more Metro funding? Show me a plan that works. I'm Nick Ainelli. Wall Street ended mixed. The Dow was up 15. Thursday closing bell. Nasdaq flat. S&P down a fraction. Asian stocks mixed this morning. Good morning. Welcome in. One o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Wendy Gillette. The Naval Air Force says six crew members were rescued after a Navy helicopter went down in San Diego Bay during routine training. They're now undergoing medical evaluations. The U.S. and the U.K. have launched air attacks on Houthi rebels in Yemen. CBS News correspondent David Martin reports. The Houthis have known uh, that this strike was coming. They've been warned about it. These launchers are mobile so that they can move them around. So it it, uh, is not clear exactly how many sites uh, the U.S. was able to locate and then strike accurately. Correspondent Nancy Cordes has more details on the strike that was launched in retaliation for the rebels' attacks on ships. The Houthis say their strikes on ships are retaliation for Israeli strikes in Gaza. But a coalition of world leaders, including the U.S. and the U.K., they say these commercial vessels have nothing to do with the conflict. Israel is set to respond at the U.N.'s top court to South Africa's claim the country's attacks in Gaza constitute genocide. Reporter Robert Berger is in Jerusalem. Israel's case is that it's acting in self-defense, that it's responding to Hamas genocidal attacks on October 7th, and that Israel has been abiding by international law, that it's not deliberately targeting civilians. Texas is playing hardball in one border town, not allowing border agents to patrol. Chris Fox explains from Austin. U.S. officials telling CBS News they're blocked from conducting their duties. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says they're using every tool to respond to what he calls President Biden's ongoing border crisis eBay will have to pay up millions. Online retailer eBay has agreed to pay a $3 million fine to resolve criminal charges filed by feds over employees who harassed a Massachusetts couple by sending live spiders, cockroaches, and other disturbing items to their home. 
CBS's Jennifer Kuiper reporting. Google is cutting more than 700 jobs in the San Francisco Bay Area. CBS News tech contributor Ian Schur has more. The sudden popularity of ChatGPT and Microsoft's partnership with them has changed a lot of how Silicon Valley looks at itself. And so Google's response is to try and beef up its AI teams while cutting others. There's a new archaeological park and museum in the shadow of the Colosseum in Rome. It features an original marble map of ancient Rome under glass that visitors can walk across. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 103. The Friday morning, January 12th, 2024. Welcome in this 1 a.m. hour. Mainly clear, another cold one overnight early morning. Veronica says the low should be 27 to 35. We're at 35 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lamey. Thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride this Friday morning in the 1 a.m. hour. We begin the ride this morning with some additional gun control that could be returning locally to Maryland to tell you about this morning. The 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has granted the state's petition for the full court now to consider Maryland's handgun licensing law. That measure, you may remember, was thrown out back in November by a three-judge panel, which ruled at the time that Maryland's law requiring most residents to get a license before getting a handgun was unconstitutional. The Westmore administration requested the hearing for the full court's review last month. Governor Moore says that he welcomes the court's decision, adding common sense gun laws are vital, he says, to his commitment to keeping guns out of the wrong hands and save lives locally in Maryland. WTOP at 104. Major news out of Annapolis this morning. A Maryland elections board member has been arrested and charged in the January 6th Capitol riot. 52-year-old Carlos Ayala of Salisbury, Maryland, one of two Republican members of the Maryland State Board of Elections, has been arrested on charges connected to the January 6th rioting at the U.S. Capitol. Now, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Ayala urged police to, quote, join us and was seen on video climbing over police barricades. Ayala was seen on video waving a flag that had the words, we the people, and defend on it along with an image of an M16-style rifle. That same flag was later seen being poked through a window, jabbing at a Capitol Police officer inside the building. The Washington Post reports Ayala appeared in court this week, and a preliminary hearing is set for February 8th. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. And with Virginia state lawmakers now back at work in Richmond this week, Governor Glenn Youngkin is working to drum up support for the construction of that new arena for the Caps and Whiz in Alexandria. The governor telling WTOP's Nick Ionelli negotiations include, apparently, concerns about transportation in the area. For those worried about traffic congestion and transportation issues associated with an Alexandria arena, Governor Youngkin says... We can work through a world-class transportation plan for the area, and we're committed to do so. Democratic state leaders have told Governor Youngkin, a Republican, that they'd want additional funding for Metro tied to the arena deal. Youngkin tells WTOP he is open to that, but with certain conditions. The Metro has a real problem right now. They've got service levels that are mismatched. They've got overhead levels that far exceed any of their benchmarks. The businessman in me just says, show me a plan that works. And then we'll work on how to fund that plan. And I'm committed to do that. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. At 106, let's talk tech stuff on WTOP Friday morning. 
WTOP recently told you about two women whose Facebook accounts were broken into. Once the hackers pretended to be the women to push an apparent cryptocurrency scheme. So how can you protect your account from a break-in like this? It's not uncommon for Facebook not to act when profiles are compromised, according to digital expert Kim Commando. They say, oh, fill out the help request form. We're going to get you your account back. Mm, not so much. Now, after our story, one of the victims did see their stolen Facebook profile deleted eight months after they first reached out to Facebook. So you have to be really, really careful about your Facebook account because, yes, it is free to you. But it's also free to a hacker and scammer who's going to use it to make money using your profile. One big one. Make sure no old unused email addresses are still linked to your Facebook account. Same goes for phone numbers. And use a unique password that you do not use on other sites. If you don't do any of this, yes, you are a big red flag and you are going to get hacked. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's 107. D.C.'s restaurant scene will be on full display next week, in case you didn't know. Winter Restaurant Week gets underway on Monday in the district with a variety of menu options for everyone's taste. A dining experience at a discounted price. There's a different price point for every consumer, for every diner, whether it's lunch or dinner. We've just expanded it to allow for more participation. 300 D.C. restaurants will show off its culinary cuisine by offering multi-course lunches at $25 per person. Or you can grab a bite for dinner. That will cost you $40 to $55 per person. Sean Townsend is the president and CEO of the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington. He says it's all about getting folks to go out and try something new in the district. I think the draw is for most consumers figure out what new restaurants that you want to take advantage of and try to make a reservation. Sandra Jones, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather and your money news in the 1 a.m. hour, Friday morning, January 12th, with us here at WTOP. Major news this morning out of the Middle East. We'll update you on the breaking events and let you know where we stand and what it's all about. Again, Friday morning, glad you're with us, 108 on WTOP. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Good morning, everyone. Uh, keeping an eye on the Wilson Bridge, waiting for the next upper, uh, opening and closing because of the overnight maintenance operations scheduled until about 4 or 4.30 this morning. Currently, all lanes are open both sides between Virginia and Maryland, not seeing any delays. In Maryland, on the inner loop of the Beltway over by Pennsylvania Avenue in Prince George's County, the right lane is blocked by that uh, nightly work zone with intermittent closures along the far left lanes. This work zone scheduled uh, through tonight into tomorrow morning. They'll take a break over the week and likely start up Sunday night. We'll let you know, of course, on northbound 201 between Eastern Avenue and U.S. 50 right lane and the merge lane closed, and then north of College Park, both sides of U.S. 1, the left lane blocked between Cherry Hill Road and Sunnyside Avenue. 212, right lane closed northbound between Beltsville Drive and Old Gunpowder Road, just to the west of 95, and there is a brief delay in Montgomery County, Glen Road, both directions between Piney Meeting House Road and Travala Road, the road closure in effect because of ongoing utility work. Now, that roadway was shut down for a while over the last couple of days because of high water, so this utility work likely related to that. Southbound 95 in Howard County, prior to 32 Patuxent Parkway, left lane block because of the road work. The WTOP traffic studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. Celebrate Regency's 34th anniversary with savings up to 34% off furniture for every room. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Your Friday morning-
morning's going to be dry, but Friday night looking wet. Between 5 and 7 p.m., some rain will develop and continue until about 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning. There's a flood watch that goes up from 6 p.m. Friday until 6 a.m. Saturday. Could get more than an inch of rain. Expect clouds on the increase. Temperatures this morning in the 20s. Most neighborhoods will climb to about 50 degrees. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We are at 34 degrees in our nation's capital. 1 a.m. hour Friday morning, January 12th. Brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence. Decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP Friday morning at 110. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past. What might prompt the Fed to wait a bit longer before cutting rates? Inflation ticked up to 3.4% in December. Google is cutting hundreds of engineer jobs at its voice assistant division. And among 12,000 cuts, Google's already announced. Rental car company Hertz is selling a third of its EV fleet, citing weak demand from customers and higher repair costs for electric vehicles. The Dow finished Thursday up 15 points. The S&P 500 down three. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Overseas this 1 a.m. hour, Asian stocks mainly lower this morning. The Kospi down 21. The Hang Seng is down 37. The Shanghai is off almost three points. The exception is the Nikkei, which is this hour up by 540 points. Good morning. Glad you're with us. It's 111 on WTOP. The WTOP Traffic Center. Tracking the top trouble spots. The biggest backups. The major incidents. The slowest traffic. WTOP Traffic. Every 10 minutes, on the 8th, and when it breaks. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Jackson Hewitt has a plan to get your tax refund fast. With a buck, buck here, buck, buck there. Here, buck, there, buck, everywhere, buck, buck. You don't have to wait weeks for your tax refund. Get money sooner with a no-fee refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt. On this loan, there's a money-today guarantee. E-I-E-I-D-O. Don't settle for chicken feed. Get fast bucks at Jackson Hewitt today. No fees loans by Republic Bank offered to eligible clients. Money-today guarantee if approved for a loan on a prepaid card. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Central Union Mission. Men, women, and children experiencing homelessness and poverty have begun the new year hungry, lonely, and hopeless. But homelessness can end one person at a time when you partner with Central Union Mission. With $3.21, you can provide a meal, care, and an introduction to Central Union Mission's life-changing programs. A gift of $50 will feed and care for 15 people. How much hope can you provide? Visit WTOP.com and search charities. Good Friday morning, January 12th. Welcome in. If you're just joining us, you're looking for a mainly clear morning, so you won't need that rain gear. But it's going to be another cold one by daybreak. Veronica says the low should be somewhere between 27 and 35. We're at 34 in Washington right now, this 1 a.m. hour. one thirteen. the time to be exact. Welcome in. Eileen Lane, glad you're with us this morning. This is WTOP News. Major news this morning out of the Middle East. The U.S. and several allies launching retaliatory strikes against several Houthi targets in Yemen. The strikes follow months of attacks from the Houthis on commercial shipping in the Red Sea. The militia say they are actions that they're taking there in retaliation for Israel's war in Gaza. For his part, President Joe Biden is out this morning with a statement saying the U.S. and its allies will not tolerate the militant group's ceaseless attacks on the Red Sea. 
This morning, Washington Post National Security reporter Alex Horton with more. It's certainly a move that a lot of people, you know, both analysts and kind of folks in the, the Pentagon were waiting for, um, you know, going back months since, uh, you know, American forces have been attacked in Iraq and Syria by other um, Iran-backed groups. And, you know, since November, the you know, the shipping lanes in the Red Sea have been under um, you know, near daily assaults by the by the Houthi militants uh, from Yemen. So um, there was a lot of consternation within the Pentagon the last few months uh, when these attacks were stepped up to almost daily strikes uh, in Iraq and Syria. Um, and, you know, there was this sort of tension between do you strike and, and show resolve versus do you send the, the U.S. into a spiraling into a larger regional war with all these different uh, variables like, you know, Iran backing several of these groups. To the point you just made, I've been hearing snippets, both, you know, praise for this move as well as criticism and on social media as well. And there's one argument that this is exactly what the Houthi rebels wanted and were walking into their trap. Maybe that's a little dramatic the way I'm putting it because the U.S. and U.K. have formidable militaries. Yes, and and the Houthis have been you know under attack for years now. With you know the U.S. contributed to that you know the coalition um, campaign against them. So this is not something they're they're new to. You know they've they've been able to absorb and adapt uh, for for a number of years now. So this is not. Probably not catching them off guard. I'm sure they're well prepared for this. Um, this, these strikes did hit some of their, uh, places where they, uh, you know, can prepare and launch attacks into the Red Sea. Um, so, you know, we, it remains to be seen how effective they are since they just happened. Um, but I mean, you can, you can bet that, you know, this, you know, there will be a discussion to see, you know, how they will continue. But, um, I don't, I don't really know anyone who is confident saying that the attacks will end tonight. Is there a, a major fear of a, eventually a direct confrontation between the United States and Iran? Yeah, that's that's the concern in the Biden administration that, you know, the, these groups are backed by Iran. And, you know, if you attack them, they, they you know, in, in one argument could um, see that as an attack on Iran itself. But you got to remember that the Iran uses these groups as proxies for a reason. They, they have um, these groups at, you know, uh, at distance so they can you know downplay or uh deny any involvement so this sort of accomplishes um their goals without taking a lot of accountability themselves so um you know they they might invite the status quo with this and continue attacks and not you know absorb direct harm in iran but we simply don't know how this is going to escalate or de-escalate from here washington post national security reporter alex horton talking with our dimitri soda some of the top stories we're following this early Friday for you here on WTOP. Hunter Biden, the president's son, pleading not guilty this week to tax charges in an L.A. courtroom. Are we much closer this morning to a partial government shutdown once again in the coming days? WTOP's Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller watching closely from the Hill. And recapping our top story this morning, the U.S. and its allies strike more than a dozen targets in Yemen used by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels. Keep it here for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Want to continue pushing your agency's digital modernization forward in 2024? Then think big, but start small by iterating and experimenting on one bite-sized element at a time, explains Raymond Holder, vice president of digital growth at Maximus. Here's how he's seen agencies succeed at doing just that. The agencies that I've seen modernize most successfully, one, they've got a clarity of the mission. 
they've got a, a strong mandate and clarity of what they're trying to do and who they're trying to serve. But then two, they've got an innovation agenda and they find the smallest portion that they can break off and experiment on that because ultimately modernization happens from iterations and testing and experimenting. And you need environments that allow you to do that securely and in a bite-sized manner so that when you find the solution that works, you can then scale that without taking outsized risk. To hear more of this interview from the series Forward Thinking Government, go to Federal News Network, search Maximus, or visit Maximus.com slash federal to learn how to iterate securely and scale your digital modernization successfully. Coming right up after traffic and weather this 1 a.m. hour Friday morning on WDCLP 4 A rash of armed robberies of cab drivers in this county. I'm Neil Augenstein. Good Friday morning, January 12th. Time now is 118. Back to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center this morning. Thank you, Dean. They just now have shut down the Wilson Bridge for another uh, session of maintenance activity, waiting for the bridge deck to go up. But the barriers, uh, the cross crossbars are down, so you cannot get across the Wilson Bridge between Maryland and Virginia. should be reopened in the next several minutes. However, right now it is shut down, so you cannot get across the Wilson Bridge. Other work zones around town include northbound 395 at the Springfield Interchange. This is bridge inspection operations. The left shoulder, two left lanes are mobile alternate enclosures. Then northbound 395. North of Springfield up to King Street. Pothole patching operations. The left lane center lane blocked. Also more pothole patching operations. Northbound 395 at the 14th Street Bridge with the left lane center lane blocked. However, once you cross over the river into the district, you're not going to find any major difficulties either side of the southeast southwest freeway from 14th Street over to the 11th Street Bridge. Three, uh, the 3rd Street Tunnel clear from uh, the freeway up to New York Avenue. No worries either side of I-295 between the Beltway heading up to the flyover ramp and then both sides of dc 295 running in the clear between the 11th street bridge and the city county line and watching the wilson bridge the bridge deck is now going up so again just to be patient it should be uh, ready to go in just a little while uh eating healthier doesn't need to taste healthy it needs to taste good silver diner has over 30 healthier options that make you love eating healthier in 2024 silver diner much more than a diner i'm ken berger wtop traffic Dry here this morning, but tracking some big changes coming our way later today. This morning's temperature is about 27 to 32 degrees. Later today, we'll get up to 50. We'll turn mostly cloudy, too. And rain comes into the area after about 5 p.m. So developing between 5 and 7 p.m., rain overspreads the area and continues until about 2 to 3 o'clock Saturday morning. We're expecting around one inch of rain that could lead to some flooding. So we do have a flood watch that starts at 6 p.m. today. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist. Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 31 degrees in Manassas, 41 Metro Center, 38 this 1 a.m. hour, Frederick, Maryland. Friday morning, January 12th, we're at 34 degrees and holding in our nation's capital and still ahead this morning. A tip line for safety threats in Maryland schools saw an increase in reports last year. Is there reason for concern? I'm John Doman. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Our latest check of traffic and weather on WTOP Friday morning brought to you by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Black men are the most likely Americans to die from lung cancer. 
and black people develop the disease earlier in life than others. Federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of black Americans eligible for lung cancer screening. Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who smoke or used to smoke. If that's you, talk to a doctor about lung cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, visit acr.org slash mylcs. That's acr.org slash mylcs. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning. Welcome in this Friday morning, January 12th. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now is 1.22. You're listening to WTOP News. On the medical page this morning, the big hospital system locally in our region is putting mask mandates back into place soon. Johns Hopkins Medicine says masks will now be required for all patients, visitors, and employees alike at all of its locations locally in Maryland. Now, Hopkins says it is putting the mask requirement back in place after a spike in respiratory illness, COVID, and the flu in the state. And the hospital says at the same time, vaccination rates for the general public when it comes to the issues of flu, RSV, and COVID remain very low. The mask requirement goes into effect today, this Friday, at Suburban Hospital in Bethesda, Howard County General, and the Hopkins Hospitals overall in Baltimore. An arrest in a string of armed robberies of taxi drivers in our region. It happened six times in the past week in Prince George's County. A man would call an independent taxi driver and request a ride. Once in the car, he'd display a gun and demand money. In one case, he forced the cabbie to drive to an ATM to take out more money. Now, Prince George's County police have arrested 24-year-old Francisco Chavez Ramirez. They say he had a replica gun that was identical to the one displayed in the cabs. Police say he's admitted to all of the armed robberies. They think there may be more victims who haven't yet reported being robbed. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. We're now learning here at WTLP what that mysterious illness is that temporarily shut down the Prince George's County Animal Shelter. Remember that? Well, the county says this morning many dogs at the shelter came down with a bacterial virus known as Stepzo. It is Strepzo. It is highly contagious and can be deadly for dogs if it is not caught early, we're told. It is normally found in horses, cattle, and pigs and can cause severe pneumonia in dogs themselves. The outbreak forced the animal shelter to shut down, shut its doors last week, and quarantine all of the animals there. It will remain closed until further notice, we're told this morning. School day. Now to the latest on safety in schools in our region. More people are reporting to an anonymous tip line these days that's run by a Maryland agency locally in charge of planning and prepping school for threats. There were over 900 tips sent in, an increase of over 150 in the last school year, according to the Maryland Center for Safe Schools annual report. But Kimberly Buckheit, the policy communications and engagement manager with MCSS, says that doesn't mean schools are less safe than before. The more that we're out doing training and increasing the knowledge across all of our school systems about behavior threat assessment work, people are just more skilled. Tips about bullying was the most most reported concern. Overall, the report finds there were more than a thousand emergency responses at schools around the state last year, but most never interfered with school operations. John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. 
Checking it now with Mr. Steve Dresner in the 1 a.m. hour. We'll start with news from the NFL. Head coach Bill Belichick.